Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.comslash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the spoken edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas, building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet, cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chub customers tell their stories at chub.com/podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a sinkhole swallowed eight priceless sports cars. Hacker lexicon: What is sinkholing? By Lily Hay Newman. When you have tons of leftovers, you put them in Tupperware. When you have an excess of phone calls, you send them to voicemail. And when you have a deluge of junk from a botnet attacking your network, you put all that malicious traffic into a sinkhole. Sinkholing is a technique for manipulating data flow in a network. You redirect traffic from its intended destination to the server of your choosing. It can be used maliciously to steer legitimate traffic away from its intended recipient, but security professionals more commonly use sinkholing as a tool for research and reacting to attacks. When bots in a botnet phone home to their command and control server, for instance, you might sinkhole the domain they reach out to, diverting the request so that you can monitor activity on the botnet, track the IP addresses contacting the domain, or neuter it so the bots can't receive commands. Law enforcement also uses the technique in investigations and large-scale criminal infrastructure takedowns. More broadly, internet infrastructure companies like ISPs and content delivery networks use sinkholes every day to defend their networks and customers and manage traffic flow. Let's say you want to visit Wired's website on your computer, says Darian Huss, a senior security research engineer at the security intelligence firm Proofpoint. You first open a web browser and type the domain name wired.com into the address bar and press enter. Typically, the domain name system server would respond with the IP address where Wired.com is hosted. However, if the domain was sinkholed, your browser would be redirected to an IP address other than Wired's. Many sinkholes rely on changes to the DNS system, essentially the phone book lookup of the internet, to route traffic where they want it to go. It requires taking over the domain name you want to monitor, which can be tricky. But law enforcement can get court orders to transfer ownership, or researchers sometimes set up automated systems to quickly take control of malicious domains when their registry expires. 
You can also create other types of sinkholes that reroute traffic from the original target IP address to the sinkhole address using a mechanism like a firewall or a router. Sinkholes are workhorse tools used in day-to-day network management, research, and threat analysis, but they occasionally play a crucial role in containing dramatic threats. Security researcher Marcus Hutchins, who goes by Malware Tech, famously set up a sinkhole that halted the massive May WannaCry ransomware outbreak. As WannaCry spread, Hutchins and security researchers around the world worked to reverse-engineer samples of it, looking for flaws or weaknesses. Hutchins noticed that the ransomware was programmed to check whether a certain nonsense URL led to a live web page, but the domain wasn't owned by anyone. So he did what any good but confused security researcher would do. He spent $10.69 to register the domain himself turned out that the ransomware was checking to ensure that the domain was inactive and had been programmed to shut down if it found the domain was live. The mechanism was basically acting as a kill switch, but the North Korean developers behind WannaCry made the mistake of pointing the check to a static domain instead of one that randomly changed. As a result, Hutchins was able to set up the domain and point it to his own sinkhole servers to contain and study WannaCry queries. A sinkhole is a server designed to capture malicious traffic and prevent control of infected computers by the criminals who infected them, Hutchins wrote in a post-mortem of the WannaCry episode. He notes that after he registered the domain, the sinkhole servers were coming dangerously close to their maximum load due to a very large botnet we had sinkholed the previous week eating up all the bandwidth. Hutchins' sinkhole didn't decrypt computers that were already infected with WannaCry, and it couldn't block the malware from being rewritten without the crippling domain check. But it did buy time for the security and Internet infrastructure community to get control of the situation and for administrators to patch their systems against the ransomware. Though sinkholes don't usually have such an outwardly exciting role in network security, they are an important tool. And in security, it's a satisfying feeling knowing you have malicious traffic trapped in your sinkhole and not out wreaking havoc in the world. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a sinkhole opened up under the National Corvette Museum, right now. Betty called me at six in the morning. She thought it was a fire. It was worse. A sinkhole opened up under our museum. Eight priceless Corvettes had plunged into it. Chubb was there within hours. They helped make sure it was safe. We had everyone we needed to get our museum back up and running. And we opened the next day. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.